Welcome to Life Concierge Podcast. Allow me to introduce you to people you can relate to, learn from, and connect with through conversations that are fun, yet grounded in truth, growth, and perspective. I'm your concierge, Sarah Heider. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to have a returning guest on the podcast today who has brought a very special plus one with her. If you're looking for wedding planning inspo or how to turn your creativity into a profitable business, this episode is for you. Let's introduce our guests. Alex Hamilton is originally a Midwestern girl hailing from Ohio, but is all in on events in the Pacific Northwest these days. As owner and lead designer of Willow and Ivy Events, she draws design inspiration from fresh flowers, vibrant color stories, playful patterns, and anything that sparkles. Courtney Bolden is an award-winning international fine art wedding photographer who started her business back in 2009. She's an Enneagram 3 wing 2, which means she never stops working or helping others. Recently, Courtney has started mentoring and educating photographers who are looking to start their business or keep their photography business thriving. Alex and Courtney share a behind-the-scenes perspective in starting and growing their business, and yes, we're talking money and knowing your value. These wedding industry experts share their tips in choosing a wedding planner and photographer, how to collaborate with other vendors or partners, and we wrap up with fun wedding-themed rapid-fire questions. What to wear for an engagement photo shoot, what colors to choose for your wedding, and which celebrity wedding is a favorite are all questions these ladies are answering for us to inspire your own wedding or event. And I have to say, as someone who is not engaged and not planning a wedding, I still really enjoyed this conversation. So you definitely do not have to be a future bride to enjoy this conversation about starting your own business, combining your passions with your ambitions. And hey, it's always fun to daydream about maybe what your future wedding, your friend's weddings, or just an event you're planning might potentially look like. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. All right. So welcome both of you to Life Concierge Podcast. I want to check in with Alex because Alex has been on the podcast before, but some things have changed for Alex since the last time uh, that we talked. And Alex, our wedding planner, is now engaged also. And we have to put out a disclaimer as well that I am her maid of honor. So uh, just, you know, in case there's any like bias or anything in this podcast, but um, Alex, (laughs) I have to ask you, I know, I know a little bit behind the scenes, but give us just a little, a little brief summary of what it's been like to be now a fiance who is also a wedding planner and trying to plan your own wedding. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. It is actually a lot harder than I anticipated. I'm having a really hard time taking my own advice, which sounds ridiculous. But everything that I say to my brides and my grooms, I find myself obviously like saying it to myself and finding it harder to swallow. (laughs) So I feel like I have a little bit more empathy for my couples. Um, But it's been really fun. It's been really fun to be able to take, you know, usually I'm taking other people's designs and bringing them to life, but to be able to pluck something out of my own brain and try to uh, work with my fiance, Brandon, to kind of 
make our wedding reflect the two of us and be personalized to us is just a different experience. It's been, it's been hard, but fun. Um, to be fair, we haven't gotten that far in the process yet, but we are working on it. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll write down all of the advice that you give today and then I'll, I'll give it back to you so that maybe you can, you can listen to me maybe then easier than you can listen to yourself. I can totally relate to that. Perfect. That's a great idea. <laughs> and we also have Courtney with us. Courtney, we're so excited to have you. Welcome to Life on Stage Podcast. You. I want to ask you. Courtney, I've creeped all over your Instagram page and you are just an incredible photographer. I think for me, when I look at your work, just the word elegant comes to mind and I absolutely love it. It seems like you capture all kinds of different styles, but yet you have this constant theme of just elegant. Elegance. So I want to hear a little bit about how you got into photography and then how you started your business. Thank you so much. Those are like, that's like the best compliment ever. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, so let's go back to, um, 2008. I had my second child. I had my son, uh, my sweet little boy. Um, and you know, as every parent, they're like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. I want to take a million photos. Well, back in the day, we just had this like little point and shoot camera. And as you know, babies are super, super busy and fast and quick. And I just could never get any like good photos. So I, I went and got like a DSLR camera. I think at the time it was like a Nikon D60. I mean, this like ages me, I feel like, but, um, and then I had a friend that was a professional photographer. She did high school senior portraits and she kind of taught me like, this is how you do, like, this is how you meter and this is what aperture means. And this is what ISO means and all that. So I kind of learned and, um, I, I've always valued photos. Like I guess in high school, I don't remember this, but my friends do. I always had a camera with me. I was, um, always like the one taking pictures, I value memories. I value like capturing memories and capturing, um, events. That's always something that's super important to me. Um, and then also just like growing up, I remember my grandpa who was like, um, just an amateur photographer. He always would, you know, tell me like, Oh, you want to frame it this way. You want the tree back here. And then the, you know, the person here. And so I, I feel like it was kind of a divine, like, a divine thing. Like I was meant to do this eventually. And I was just picking up these little tiny things here and there. Um, but I am a bit of a perfectionist. And so I think, um, and I love educating myself and learning and, and getting better. And, um, I started my business in 2009 and it's 2022 and I'm still educating myself and learning and going to retreats and, you know, buying online courses. And I think it's important to always, um, just continue your education and get better and just kind of refine your craft. So, yeah. So I think that, you know, over the years, it's kind of, and I'm sure Alex could probably tell you, we've been working together for a long time and she could probably tell you the same thing. Like, I feel like the photos I took what two or three years ago when we went to Ireland, it's so different to where I am today, just because I like tweak it and refine and just try and get better all the time with, you know, what I'm doing. So yeah, yeah even your style when we first met, which was what, four years ago, maybe it's longer. gotta be longer than that. I think it's longer yeah. than that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's different and it's, 
it's definitely like you moved into film photography, which is really beautiful. And yeah, your style has changed so much and you've just grown. You've always been amazing, but now, now you're even more amazing. (laughs) Well, thank you. I, um, so I have always wanted to do film, but was always like super, super intimidated by it. So this was a really fun opportunity for me in 2020. I kind of, you know, made lemonade out of lemons and just decided I'm going to just learn how to shoot film because I have so much time on my hands. And so that's what I did when everybody's in quarantine, I just would go for a drive, find a, you know, a field with some cows or, you know, go to the beach and would just work on, on, you know, shooting film and metering and all of that. But I, I just madly fell in love with it. And then, um, you know, one of the things that I try and do is I, I try to be very timeless and elegant and make sure that the photos aren't going to be dated by the style of editing and the, the, um, the style of like posing, you know, cause you see that a lot in, in our industry, you see trends come and go. And I try really hard to just be very timeless, which was one of the reasons why film was so important to me because film has been around for forever and it's kind of never really gone out of style. There's, there's a fine art element to it that, um, people are very much drawn to. So. Yeah, that is awesome. And I totally can understand what you're saying about things going out of style and and aging. And I think it's crazy too, with the wedding industry, especially whether it's the wedding itself, the dress photography, there's so many things that can age really quickly and Mm -hmm. feel so trendy so quickly. So Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit for someone who might be considering they're like looking for a photographer for a wedding, or maybe even for something else. Can you give us just like a very watered down version of what is the difference exactly between film and digital? Um, well, I will say this from the, from the education that I've been getting this last year, the digital is really catching up to film. So like, for example, um, in the fine art, like film industry, Fuji 400 H was a very popular film stock and Fuji came out last year and said that we're discontinuing it. Um, which there was a huge uproar. Everybody was selling their film camera. They were like, I won't shoot film anymore. If Fuji is out. I mean, it was, it was just this, it was insane. It was huge. It was huge last year. Um, but, uh, Fuji has a couple different cameras, the GFX that really, that has the same, like, um, the same look as film. So a lot of people are selling their film cameras and going to digital, um, going to the, the Fuji GFX. Like it's, it is very expensive. It's very pricey, but you're paying for, the look of film without the cost of film. So, um, you know, I, there's a couple, you know, I, I love film because it, it really, really, you have to slow down a lot. You have to really think about, you know, stopping what you're doing, going and metering, making sure all your settings are right, because you can't see anything on the back of the screen. There is no instant image, um, It's kind of like an old way of doing everything. So then you, when you're done with film, you send it to your film lab. There are several in the United States and all over the world. They develop it, they edit it, and then they send you like the digitals um, of what the film is. 
with digital, it is kind of nice because you do have that instant gratification and you can make those changes. Like if you take a picture, you're like, Ooh, it's too dark. I'll change my settings. But I find with digital, you're, you fall back on just what it looks like on the screen and you're not really going with sometimes your teachings. Does that make sense? Like yeah. Yeah. That's just good to know. I think in case anyone is, you know, shopping around for a photographer and they're throwing any kind of jargon at them and they might feel overwhelmed, they, to give them a little bit of an understanding of what, um, they should be looking for in a photographer and what photographers offer, I think is just really special that you're sharing that. Yeah. And, and really there is nothing wrong with digital. Absolutely not. Like, um, I, I have some friends who are purely just digital photographers, but I would never know if I didn't know them that they were purely digital photographers because they've really honed in on editing like film um, with that fine art look. And you just wouldn't know by looking at it. So it's okay. Like if you ask somebody like, Hey, do you shoot film? Hey, do you shoot digital? It doesn't matter. Like if you are attracted to the photos, if you are attracted to the, um, the look of their editing, my biggest piece of advice would be to make sure that their editing is consistent. Um, that, you know, the, I would, I would ask for like a full gallery or maybe a couple weddings of full galleries, um, in areas that are very similar. So for example, if you're getting married in a garden, that's very green, you want to look at photos from that, from that they've done in something similar, um, because something more industrial is going to have a totally different look, um, and different colors. And you want to know, you want to see like what it all is going to look like basically. That's That's kind of my, my two cents. (laughs) Yeah. That's a really good tip. That's definitely something I would not have thought of. So that's a really good tip. Um, thinking of like the business side of things, what were some of the first steps when you decided to take this from a hobby to your career and your business? Uh, the first thing was I got a business license, which in the state of Washington, I think it's like $25. It's probably more expensive um, now because this was literally like 13 years ago, but I got a business license. Um, I have a bookkeeper. I have like an accountant. I think it's important to know taxes, where you pay your taxes, who the taxes go to signing up for all of that stuff is really important. Um, and then I think just practice makes perfect. Like the first, I want to say the first two or three years, I was terrible <laughs> because I'm self-taught, but you know, practice makes perfect. So the, I was doing a lot of stuff for free or for very little for people. And that's okay because there is a learning curve and I didn't want to charge people a ton of money for like crap work. (laughs) So, um, so just, just practice as much as you can and just really dive deep in to the education. So find somebody that you really, really admire and, you know, either learn from them or, um, or take their courses or just be a mentor. But I will say like education does not come free. You do have to invest and you do have to pay for it. And I get a lot of people that will message me and say like, Hey, I'm curious. Can I mentor with you? Well, yes, but my time is very important and I don't do it for free. So it kind of weeds out the people that are truly 
you know, interested and invested. And then the people who it is more of just a hobby and they're wanting to learn. So I hope that answered your question. <laughs> yes. Yes. And okay. I think anytime we can encourage people to invest in themselves and learning, um, is, is really a great thing. This is a question for both of you. So Alex, I'll let you take this one first and then, um, Courtney, you can take it sure. after her. Um, yeah. what have either of you been doing recently with your business? That's maybe something, some, it can be something you've been doing forever, but is there anything like new you've been doing with your business that's related to growth or social media branding or um, some way you've been affected by COVID that's made you change things? What What is something recently that you've been doing with your business? Yes, uh, I would say <laughs> this is a good question, but a little bit tricky for me to answer because I do have two jobs. So this is my side hustle. Um, but recently I have been trying to raise my prices, which sounds ridiculous to say, but that whole like know your worth, then add tax thing is real. I was finding that I, I love my couples to death, but the inquiries I was getting just didn't match my vibe and my aesthetic and what I was putting out there, the work I was putting out there. And it had me a little worried. I was like, why am I attracting clients whose budgets I can't work with? Why am I attracting clients um, who are working with photographers with a moodier editing style when that's not my vibe, that's not my portfolio? Um, so I really had to kind of tweak my messaging, my website, and then also just edit my prices. I think I was pricing within a band where the clients had high expectations, but didn't have a budget that matched it, if that makes sense. Um, and so by elevating my prices to match my expertise and how long I've been doing this and my style and the designs that I put out in shoots and designs that I do for myself. Um, I have found that this year I am attracting the right clientele. They are working with those finite fine art photographers like Courtney. They are working in brighter venues. Um, they do have budget for a lot of florals or a really well-designed tablescape, uh, things like that. So it's less of like, I guess how I've been, growing or mar marketing myself, but more trying to map to my ideal client. Awesome. Uh, and thank you for being willing to talk about money, both of you. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> totally. Definitely. Transparency is key, I think. Yep. A hundred percent. I'm right there with you on that. I'm very big about that. Um, I am kind of in the same boat uh, as Alex, to be honest. The the more education that I'm doing, the more I'm realizing that I wasn't attracting my ideal client. Um, I really love people who want something very elegant and very timeless that want to give their, their guests and their wedding party a, a wonderful experience instead of um, I'm going all out on photography and skipping on everything else. Like that's just not... I want it to be aesthetically very pleasing um, because that's, I mean, that's what a wedding is, right? Like it's a celebration. Um, 
So I feel like skimping on <laughs> skipping on some stuff just isn't isn't right. But I will say um, I'm right there with Alex on just raising my rates, continuing my education, changing my my verbiage, changing the photos that are on my website, um, and just being very careful what I say yes to. So um, I do have an associate program. So I'm not saying yes to everything. I'm, a, I'm able to say I have a, a, an associate photographer. She's absolutely amazing. I've trained her. I've worked with her for three years. Um, she has all the same, you know, experience and education that I, that I have. Um, but she will, you know, be going and taking the photos for me because I have other, other things going on in my life. So um, that's been very helpful because then at the end of the day, I'm not super burnt out by saying yes to everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of, I agree with that. I agree with that completely. I have learned how to say no as well. I previously feel like I was so worried about getting clients that I said yes to everything. And now I don't, I don't take month of packages. I have an associate as well. Her name's Chelsea. She's fantastic. And she takes the month of packages so that I can focus on the larger scale events, the full planning clients, uh, the event design clients, because design is really what I'm passionate about. Not necessarily that logistics and coordination that come with that, that lower package. Awesome. It's so cool to hear both of you talk about how, you know, when you're starting out, you kind of take those, those risks and take what you can get and learn more about yourself. And then once you kind of find your rhythm, find yourself, find your brand, you can really start to tailor that and, and learn how to say no. I think that is something that can be really hard, especially if you're working for something from the ground up. So good for you and kudos to both of you for, for getting where you are today. And you're both so talented. So I'm so happy for both of you. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, you both have to work with people a lot. Like it's an essential part of the job, right? So mm-hmm. give me one tip for working with clients and one tip with working with other vendors. Cause that's a huge part of the wedding, the wedding industry too, right. Is especially on, you know, wedding day and even before coordinating everything. And then on the day of you've got multiple businesses all working together to make one vision come true. So give us a hot tip for um, people who are working with clients and then a hot tip for working with other vendors. Courtney, I'll let you take this one first. Great. Um, so working with clients, I, usually this is like somebody's first time getting married. Um, they usually don't know a lot of stuff. So what I've done is I have put together a wedding planning guide and an engagement session guide, and it just kind of helps them to, to think about the stuff that a lot of time get, a lot of times get overlooked, um, when planning, um, just little things like making sure your fingernail polish isn't chipping and making sure that, um, you know, you get your hair and makeup done for photos because it, it helps, um, with the photos. And a lot of times I'll suggest maybe doing, uh, like going and, uh, getting like a trial for your hair and makeup. And so that way it kind of works, uh, well for the engagement session, but little things like that. I try and just be very helpful and very open to helping. I enjoy helping my clients. Um, as far as working with vendors, I find it 
super, super important to communicate, um, you know, the day of, um, and I will typically send out like a wedding questionnaire for my, my, uh, couples to fill out that has the list of the wedding, uh, vendors so that I can reach out to them beforehand and just introduce myself. They, I do find it is a, it's a joint, it's like a big, um, joint, uh, like collaboration to make everything run smoothly. So for example, like with flowers, I love doing detail shots before the actual first look and before the ceremony. So I will ask the florist, Hey, can you leave some, you know, spare greenery and some spare florals for the details? Um, instead of showing up the day of and going, Oh, they're not here for another hour or two, like just little things like that. Um, but I also try and give the photos with permission from the couple to the vendors because they really appreciate that. And then they also will more than likely share the images and then it's like kind of free advertising for you. And they'll, they'll enjoy that you are giving them the opportunity to share the photos and they're, they'll be appreciative of that. And then they will want to refer you going forward. So it's, it's a big team effort working with vendors. And I think just being nice, um, and, and talking with them beforehand and just trying to, to befriend them really helps. So that's just my two cents. <laughs> and I agree. Communication is key when working with both clients and vendors. That's probably my number one thing. Uh, you have to communicate with your clients what you're doing, uh, but you have to know that fine line. So you want to communicate what you're doing on the back end so that they don't think that you're just sitting back and waiting for them. But you also just want to give them the tip of the iceberg. Like what I do behind the scenes, my clients have no idea. They don't know all the research that goes into curating a list of vendors specifically for them. Uh, they don't know what goes into the back end of creating a timeline or a floor plan, things like that, that they have hired me for. So they don't need to know that, but they do need to know that it's being done. Um, you want to make sure that they trust you. And that's super important. That goes for vendors as well. You want to make sure that um, the other vendors know that you have things under control, that you're organized, that you're going to get them what they need before they need to, before they start to panic or before they go to the couple to try to get that information. It is, again, communication is so key so that everyone feels like they're working well together as a team because that's really what a wedding is. It is a team of people coming together to create the, the client's dream day. Well, I want to play a fun game of rapid fire here really quick um, to learn a little bit more about each of you as well as some trends and maybe get some inspiration from uh, from you for anyone who might be planning a wedding or just like an event in general. Alex, go first. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm up for it. Let's okay. Do it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Favorite wedding color scheme? Neutrals with pops of soft pastels. Wait, that's my wedding theme. Does that count? That counts. <laughs> that counts. No one else steal it though, because that's Alex's wedding theme. <laughs> I, I held one back. I held one little detail back, so it's good. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Favorite venue you've worked at? <sighs> Immediately thought of Soto Park. 
Where's that at in Seattle? In Seattle, yeah. but the 101 is a close second. Cool. Everyone Google that. Most creative centerpieces you've seen. That is really tricky. Um, I really like centerpieces that look as if they're growing out of the table where you can't see the vessel that they're sitting in. Very cool. Favorite way to add a personal touch to your wedding celebration. I love personalized signature cocktails named after a dog or a cat or a favorite place you've been or something that pertains to the two of you. Love a signature cocktail. Uh, Favorite celebrity wedding. Oh gosh. I honestly could not tell you. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Kyle Cook and Amanda Batula. (laughs) Of course you are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a great wedding. I did love that wedding. And I am definitely taking, if I ever get married, they had that disco ball as in their, um, reception. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. It's so simple, but like, I thought it looked so cool. So I'm, I'm right there with you. And I, we loved her dress too. We loved the simplicity and everything. Yes. They were just so, it was so elegant, but like fun and relaxed and cool and also a little bit edgy. And I just loved it. It was, it was definitely awesome. Okay. Favorite dress designer slash and or tux designer. Mm. I'm really loving Suzanne Neville Neville. I'm not sure how you pronounce it right now. Awesome. Recommendation for adding a romantic vibe to a wedding. Candles, 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 flowers, flowers, flowers. Most universal flower for brides, grooms to choose. Oh, that's easy. Roses, hands down. It would not be my first choice, but that is definitely the universal flower. What's one cost saving tip that won't ruin the art of the wedding? No programs. You don't need programs, no favors. You don't need favors. People throw both of those items away. Veil or no veil? This is hard. I'm going to go with veil, but I don't know if I'll have a veil. So (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) that's okay. I'm sure it's, it's all about the each individual's look and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you nailed it. Good job. You survived. You survived. Courtney, Courtney, you're next. Okay, buddy. (laughs) All right. We'll have some of the same questions for you too. So um, you've had a a little time to think about it. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What are, what's a quick, like simple universal outfit tip for someone's engagement photos? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. So I always say, um, if one person's going to be in pattern in a pattern, I would put the other person in a solid and you want to find, um, coordinating colors. So you don't want to wear the same, you know, colors like a white top and blue jeans. You want maybe a white top blue jeans on the next person and like a Navy top or, a you know, a, a neutral tan top or something that's complementary and not identical. Yeah. I love that. What's the favorite picture you've taken in the last year? Oh, okay. So, um, it was a workshop I did in Italy and it was, there's a couple, there's a, a beautiful, her name's Bianca. She was such a, a lovely woman to work with, um, where she's on this staircase in of this villa that was, um, in Italy. And it was just 
magical. Her dress, the veil, like everything was just magical. And she was just perfect. That's so cool. What is an easy couple's pose that anyone can nail? Um, I really, I always start off with a walking away and having the female, uh, look back at, at me and laughing or laughing at each other. Like, uh, it just, it's candid and usually, you know, it kind of helps people warm up because they're not like going straight into a pose. They're actually doing some kind of a movement. Awesome. Do you have a cost saving tip when shopping for photographers or things that people can bring to their photographer that might help them save any money? Um, I always say just skip the wedding album. You can always order that later. Um, and a lot of times they have like, um, sales around the holidays. Like my print company does a sale around the holidays that I always will extend to my, my couples and their families. So that's a, that's a good way to, to save like kind of upfront. Awesome. What's your favorite wedding color scheme that you've shot? I also love neutrals. I love, um, very organic kind of, uh, an organic feel to, to it. So not too big florally, but like very simple and very like timeless. I love like whites and soft greens, um, or dark greens, and then maybe like some tans and soft pinks, or, um, there's this beautiful, like kind of brownish pink rose that I'm obsessed with at the moment. And I don't know the name of it cause I'm not a florist. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds really pretty. I think I know what you're talking about. I think they were just mm-hmm. talking about those on um, Paris and love on Peacock. <laughs> mm, okay. Also highly recommend watching that to everyone. Um, okay. Favorite way to add a personal touch to either your engagement photos or your wedding photos. That's not like cheesy and lame. Oh gosh, that's a good one. Um, I will, I would say probably location. Um, locations are super important. If somebody has like a very, say like, I'll say deception pass, um, deception pass, if that's where they go, or if that's where they went on their first date or something like that, um, finding a location that is meaningful to them. That's a great way to add a little personal touch or, or bringing your dog, which I'm just, I'm obsessed with dogs. So if you have, if you have dogs, bring them to your engagement session. (laughs) I love that. I think that's a great tip for sure. Mm -hmm. And lastly, do you have a favorite celebrity wedding? Yeah. So I, uh, I love Katie Mary. She is just, she's, she's my mentor. Um, I've taken her abundance, uh, her abundance plan, um, course a couple of years ago in 2020 that completely changed my business, turned it upside down, um, and really has made me a very successful, uh, photographer. So I owe a lot to her, but she, is one of my favorite photographers. Um, and the first thing that comes to mind, I love Kate, Kate Upton's wedding. It was so, so just elegant and pretty, but I also really love, um, oh, what is her name? Uh, I can't think of her name from Glee. Oh, uh, Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle. So I get told I look like her a lot. So I follow her um, just because it's funny. Um, but her wedding was just so it's totally what I would have done, like totally what I would have done. So, but honestly, any of, uh, Katie Marie does a lot of celebrity weddings and I just think she's phenomenal. So that is so cool. And it's so funny that probably Amanda Batula, 
Leah Michelle and Kate Upton are like three of my celebrity crushes. <laughs> so oh, three, I love it. Three weddings that I absolutely love. So that's so funny that y'all picked that. So I guess I found my wedding planner and my wedding photographer if I ever get married. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yes, that would be awesome. Oh, awesome. Well, we are just about out of time. So thank you ladies so much. I enjoyed this conversation so much. It went by way too fast, um, but Mm -hmm. especially enjoyed this rapid fire. I feel like I learned a lot just in like the last couple of minutes. Yeah, that was fun. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much and have a great rest of your night. You too, you guys. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Life Concierge Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps and you won't miss an episode when you subscribe. Catch all the latest from Life Concierge Podcast and follow at Life Concierge Podcast on Instagram. You can also visit the website lifeconciergepodcast.com to learn more, leave a note, or recommend a topic or guest for an upcoming episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.